Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 48. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm your host this week, Jenna Anderson, and I am joined today by Nicole Drum. Hello. Jamie Jurak. Good morning. And Aaron Perrine. What's going on, guys? So we have a lot to talk about today. First and foremost, um, our rankings episode will be next week. Uh, we had to push it back a week to account for BD traveling. He was just busy with a bunch of Avatar stuff. But so rankings will be next week, and they will be very, very chaotic. So look forward to that. I'm already dreading it very, very much. Um, but yeah, so we have a lot of news to talk about today, and then we're answering some of your questions that I got on Twitter, which were very nice and very cool questions. Also, I before I forget, go watch Jamie's interview with Margot Robbie, because Jamie basically broke the internet this week. Not only is she living my my dream of getting to talk to Margot. She got to talk to her about Harley Ivy and then break the entire internet about it. And I'm so proud of her. Go watch that interview because it was very good. How, how was it doing that? Like, how was uh, it speaking to her? Because like, oh my I was gosh. so nervous that I didn't want to watch the interview back because I thought I really fumbled it. I was like, this is going to be so embarrassing. And I watched it and I was like, you know, it's not my best. I can see. I can see the fear in my eyes. But uh, I, it came out way better than I thought it was going to. Uh, I, I, I'm glad that people are so excited about her answer. James Gunn, are you listening? Because clearly this is what people want. Give the people what they want. I totally get that about not watching interviews back. I, I feel the fear in my eyes in 90% of the interviews I do. So. Um, but yeah, so first we're going to knock out some news. And I'm going to let everyone else take it away. So I'm not just talking the entire time. So. Okay. So first up, of course... Daredevil. So we got some new cast members for Daredevil Born Again. You've got uh, Michael Gandolfini, uh, son of James Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano in The Many States of Newark. Fun stuff right there. It's a ro- rumor that he'd be made playing a major role, but of course we don't know. You got uh, Sandra Holt from Mr. Robot and Fear the Walking Dead and Margarita, uh, is it Levieva? Um, so. Yeah, uh-huh. from Revenge and The Deuce and Star Wars The Alkalite, which Jesus, the freaking cast on the Alkalite is crazy. It's very, very, very packed. Um, Of course, we don't know who anybody's playing, but of course, the internet also has its own theories about what exactly might be going down. Uh, Any thoughts about the Daredevil castings? I've heard one theory about Gandolfini that I really like, which is that maybe he's playing Richard Fisk of like Wilson mm-hmm. Fisk's son, who kind of becomes like his own sort of supervillain. It's like, I, cause that would be the perfect kind of way of thinking of like, let's get baby Tony Soprano to go play Kingpin's son, essentially. I think that would be great. But whoever he's playing, he's in this universe now, and that's cool in and of itself. So I like all of these cast members. He's such a good actor, too. I really enjoyed seeing him previously in um, Many Saints of Newark. So I'm, I'm just excited for the casting in general. I'm, I don't care who they cast him as. I think he's going to be a great addition. 
Um, also of note, our friends at Ages of Fandom posted this news, and then D'Onofrio like got under it and was like, "Oh, I love this news." So only <laughs> pouring gasoline on things is what a Vinny D does, man. I don't think anyone loves it, this stuff more than him, which yeah. is oh, like adorable. Uh, like like yes, that, that man has been around for a long time in this business. And the fact that he still gets excited about parts is really, really nice to see. I love that. Mm -hmm. So on the topic of other Marvel casting of the week. Oh, great segue, Jenna. Nice work. Um, <laughs> uh, Katie Dickey has been cast in uh, Loki uh, season two. Uh, and by cast in, they already filmed that. So they just dropped that news kind of late. Um, mm -hmm. And now that they say it, I'm like, maybe I, did I see her in that trailer I saw at D23? Oh, if you don't know who she is, she played uh, Lysa Aaron uh, on Game of Thrones. If you don't know who, can't remember who that is. It was Catelyn's kind of kooky sister who fell out the big hole uh, <laughs> at one point. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, um, I think that's, that's cool. I, I, I'm like, I, it like stirred something in me. I feel like I saw it. Like maybe she works for the TVA. Maybe I'm completely making that up. Uh, what do you guys think? I also just, I love your humble brag of just like, you know, the thing I saw at D23, like yeah. all of your rankings for like anticipation next year are going to be like so far above the rest of us because you've seen footage from basically everything. And it's like, I'm, I'm mildly jealous of that. I, I, I liked her on Game of Thrones. She was definitely very memorable on that show for a lot of reasons. So like, I'm, I'm excited to see how she fits into Loki. Part of me was like, is she playing like a variant of Sylvie or something? Because it feels like she kind of looks a little similar. Like that would be kind of a cool, like old woman Sylvie sort of thing. But she's in, if she's in the show, I'm excited for whatever they're going to do with her. The synopsis of that whole, like, from you, Jamie, is the <laughs> funniest thing. If you have yeah. not seen that and you yeah. heard that and you went to go look for it, you'd be like, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> I, it's going to be fun. Uh, I sense a, a addition to the Wheel of Evil Ladies. Sure. Yes. I'm sorry. I love that. And I'm going to use that. <laughs> and I'll credit you. Sure. I, I, we have a whole like thing. I need to build it so we yes, can you spin do. it. Oh, that's right. my next tattoo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just picturing like the like Price is Right wheel, like you just yes. spin it and try to get as close as possible to like a dollar. Sound effects for different yeah. like, evil ladies, like to go with their evil, like and can the Agathas be Agatha all along? That's <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Nicole, what do you think of this casting? Um, you mentioned old lady Sylvie, and now I want that. So I'm I'm down. For Honestly, I've been happy with like any of the casting like news we've gotten, and I try not to think too hard. Who could they be playing? Because I genuinely like being surprised, which. Sounds crazy because most people who know me know that I love spoilers. I like being prepared. Like, please tell me everything so I know what I'm dealing with. But when it comes to casting, I actually do want to be surprised. So I try not to speculate too hard. But you mentioned old lady Sylvie, and now I want old lady Sylvie. Or as I saw in the comments, hag Sylvie. And now I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Poor Katie Dickey, she's not old enough to, for an uh, old lady. I know. <laughs> I know. As I was saying that, I was like, this feels a little mean, but like, it's the old man Logan label yeah. in a female yeah. context. It's just a very weird way of putting it. Hag but. is not necessarily a commentary on age. It's like being a crone. It's a stab. I, I like yeah. Hag better, actually. <laughs> I think Hag is like, I'm a, a hag, good so. <laughs> Oh boy, so we'll just have to wait and see who she ends up playing. Oh man, Wheel of Hags coming soon. Also coming soon. <laughs> a new Across the Spider-Verse trailer. Um, I was on writing stuff for the site 
and looking around and wondering why the movie was trending. And apparently someone was posting images from the editing bay of uh, Miles and Gwen on some building upside down looking out at the sunset and i was like well this is cool we must be getting a trailer and then like maybe an hour later sony was like here's the trailer it's 10 days away ready yourselves so what do you want to see in the spider-verse trailer and incidentally it's been like a year since the first teaser came out so well i guess i, I am with layla i want to see oscar isaac slash here <laughs> Uh, so. I, I, I want to see everything. I've waited so long since that teaser that like I'm just dying for content to come into my eye holes. That might be one of my most anticipated projects in general, just because it, the first one was so cool. And now I'm just like, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm literally like crumbs. I'll take them, please, tiny crumbs. <laughs> but I'm also with you on the Oscar Isaac content because that that man's voice. Mm. I completely agree. I like I added the note about the trailer coming out a year ago last week because it was like time has no meaning anymore. Like it is it feels like that came out yesterday, but also a year ago. Um, and so it's it's crazy. Like we are, we need more footage of this movie. I, I want to see Oscar Isaac, obviously. We'll never say no to seeing him, but I want to see Spider-Woman. We know Jessica mm -hmm. Drew's gonna be in it. Issa Rae is voicing her. I wanna see like her design and what what she looks like because I feel like there is a lot of potential for how you design her her character. Um, and I just wanna see like the weird worlds that they go to because I it sounds like they're gonna really kind of push the envelope. So I'm I'm hoping we see like nuggets of that in the trailer because I feel like there's so much they can do. The interview said there's supposed to be six different art styles and six different worlds oh, they visit in this thing. Cool. So I don't know what that means. Um, also, I think one of the producers let slip that we start in Gwen's world, Ooh. which Ooh. we didn't get a whole lot of in the first one. Rip, cool. rip to poor Peter. <laughs> His weird lizard, his weird lizardness in the first one. Um, so I, I'm excited. <coughs> I want to see what we got. I mm. love the Spider Gwen world so much. Like that is one of my favorite things of com comics as of late. Like the aesthetic of that is so mm -hmm. cool. So any of that that we get in animation, I'm going to be over the moon. It sounds like uh, you're most anticipated, Jenna. Yeah, oh, it's among there. Like we'll we'll get into our anticipation rankings, and like that'll definitely be high. I know it was high on mine last year, and then it ended up getting delayed. So it's like, all right, let's do Groundhog Day. Let's put it at the top that. of the list again. Why I said that. Yeah. Um, so then, speaking of other things that are highly anticipated. Yes. So we've got some interesting news. Apparently, Hugh Jackman almost appeared in Deadpool-related stuff earlier than what we're actually going to get him now. Um, BD talked to Deadpool 2 producer Kelly McCormick, who said, I'm super excited about three. David and Hugh are friends, and there had been conversations about including Hugh and different things when we were having those conversations back in the day. I'm just really excited for them, and it was an amazing experience for us. So, like, I'm like, we, we could have had this sooner? Are, are you kidding me? But I mean, on some level, like, I, I don't know what everybody else thinks, but I personally think three is going to be the perfect opportunity. And again, we've talked about this before. I have my what I how I want this to happen. Like, I'm still holding out for that. But what do you guys think? Are you disappointed that we didn't get it sooner? Or are you like, now is the time? Now is the time. Like, let us like earn it. It's, you know, like we, uh, he only... Logan was what 2017 that's not that long ago yeah. um like five years ago to, like give us yeah make us like earn it sometimes I don't mind waiting I, I think uh anticipation can be fun uh like just like Frankenfurter says 
<laughs> I, I have such like mixed feelings about Deadpool 2 like I have only seen it the one time in the theater and it like rubbed me such a wrong way that I like did not rewatch it since then because all of the like women in refrigerator stuff and just kind of the way that all that revolved very bothered me um, but so I, I'm glad that they didn't try to work Hugh Jackman into that movie because it felt like there was so much already going on and there was so much that it still couldn't do because it was in the Fox verse that like it, that would have just been like a wasted opportunity it would have been fun but I feel like having it in Deadpool 3 now when we're in the MCU we can do whatever we want like I, I feel like there's so much more potential for this to get just really crazy and really earned so I'm glad that they waited well I mean the floodgates are open now so like it's gonna be way way crazier than it ever could have been back then um, like just the, the level of so we don't have a script. We don't have like a real trailer. All we really have is this delightful footage that Peter has in the background for us. And the rumors around this movie are already off the charts, 10 out of 10 unhinged uh, online rumors. So I, I think that whatever they have planned, we're going to probably really enjoy. And there's, it feels like it won't just be the two of them either, which is mm-hmm. insane. Like I don't, I, I can't imagine what else we, other weird parts of this are going to make it into this movie. So maybe it we waited for a good reason, y'all. Hey, I'm still holding out hope that we get some weird Rogers the Musical, real yeah. life Hugh Jackman, Broadway stuff. That is my hope. I hope someone is listening. Please let me have this. It's all I want. Nicole manifesting my dreams. I, I love how I love how every time BD isn't here, we just talk about Rogers the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> It Listen, he's in Avengers Tower, and we've yeah. got this. <laughs> we all have our things. Life, we all should just talk about Rogers the Musical, like, every day. Somehow I'd manifest it and make it real. Just one time. <laughs> a one-time only show. I, I want to be there. I want this to happen. Make it happen. The fact that they're not doing that show at Disneyland, like, every single day is, like, such a missed opportunity to They're like, sh- money on the table. They should just be building a little theater that they can do that, like, at 3 p.m. every day and just, like, make every Disney attendee very happy. Like that, that has to be a thing. I would Jenna's move back like to California to... for this and yeah. be there every day at three. <laughs> Jen is trying to boot poor Dr. Strange out of his weird little amphitheater down there in Anaheim. <laughs> I you know. mean, that show is just fine. <laughs> I, I haven't okay, been I, Nobody I sings. Have, I have not been to Disney in like a decade, so I have no frame of reference for like anything. So I'm just like, I don't know, just, just you, they can find a way to fit it in, even if it's in just like an alley somewhere. Like, let people say, they can literally it. just do it like right there in the center of the Avengers campus in a little courtyard area. They don't even need a full setup. Like, it could just be like a renegade performance, like just flash mob. Make it happen. Flash mob, yeah. Flash mob, yeah. And I mean, literally, I will be there. Like, they do it. I move back to California and I'll be there every day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well. You can visit me too, and Aaron. I will. We we will go together. We will hang out. It'll be so much fun. Amazing. (laughs) All right. What do we got next? Captain Um, Carter. Yes. Haley Atwell (laughs) doesn't think she's coming back as Captain Carter. This is what she said to Digital Spy. Time for a long quote. Uh, It's so funny because, you know, I did that 10 years ago, and I love her because I love the people, and you never know. And you never know, um, meaning never know if there could be more. Uh, she continued, it depends on what Marvel and what the audiences want. 
I'm a custodian of her compared to the rest of my career and everything I've done or my stage work and doing Mission Impossible now and all the uh, diversity of roles I've played and the diversity that I get to explore and to be able to play more complex roles and villains and lots of other things. She is not mine anymore. She lives in the world of people that have taken her into their heart and that's beautiful. But it's kind of like, yeah, you can't control the impact a particular role has in the rest of the world. Um, interesting. Uh, I'm be honest. What I picked from that is she said Mission Impossible and villains, and now I'm waiting to see if she's the villain in Mission Impossible Seven. <laughs> That's what I care about. Um, uh, but uh, I'm. I feel. I kind of feel like she's over it. What do you guys think? My thing is like she says this in a way, and I'm like, what if season two is still coming out? Like we and we know Captain Carter is still part of that, and she's still voicing that. So it's this, is it this thing of like she's already recorded all of that, and now she doesn't think she's coming back beyond that, or what? Because it's like we know we're getting Captain. And Carter it just doesn't sound like she's not sure beyond that I feel like at a certain point if if the Captain Carter from what if can survive up until Secret Wars I feel like they're going to try to like weave her into some big thing with Secret Wars just for the novelty of doing it but I don't know I I agree with you though the mission impossible of it all now I want her to play the bad guys so badly well I'm just concerned that because like uh, um, Tom Cruise and Rebecca Ferguson I've been waiting I just want them to kiss and if they don't kiss I'm going to lose my mind and I'm worried that Haley is like encroaching on that ship <laughs> And so she's the villain. I don't have to. This is all you guys. This is I like. I know this is a Marvel podcast, but the, like Mission Impossible is all I think about all day, every day. Uh, I've waited so long for this movie. <laughs> oh my god, that's so wholesome. All I know is that to me, this reads very combination Midwest British polite. It's very diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Atwell has ties to Kansas City, which is where I live, and also she's British. And I'm reading this and going, this sounds like every other very polite diplomatic way of answering this without really telling you what's going on. So I'm, I'm, I think she probably to an extent is like, you know, I've played this character for a while. If it's done, it's done. Um, but I think I, I would not be surprised if there's more. So I, I, this just feels very diplomatic. And I don't want to say, Oh, she's lying. Cause <laughs> it, no, I'm saying she's being diplomatic is what it reads I to me. You're right. Jamie Kofi's in the chat asking, what if Haley's character steals Rebecca Ferguson's character? How do you feel? Kofi has never said anything that like felt like he was trying to make me happy before until this moment. I'm shocked. Merry Christmas present for you, Jamie. You heard it, you heard you heard it here, folks. Aaron, what do you think about what Haley said? All right, first of all, she totally gonna be a secret wars. Come on now. Yeah. let's let's stop. Like, I, whatever is happening, you're getting these weird other reports. Shout out to Paul and Heavy Spoilers for saying that, like, Feige is literally going around like Samuel L. Jackson trying to recruit people <laughs> one by one to be in that movie. She's totally going to be in that. But I think as far as, like, her doing a series or something, I yeah. either this is some weird throw us off the scent or... Because it was all this weirdness about it after What If. People were saying, you're going to see her again in live action. And I would be so confused if it was just that little bit of multiverse of mm -hmm. madness and nothing else. Like, you know, I think also there's like a bit of her quote where she's talking about like, it's not exactly what she would have like thought about for the character, but it's not the Peggy that we all know. It's not the Agent Carter mm -hmm. from the show or, you know, the MCU's version, depending on how you feel about the separations between all of them that don't really matter anymore. Um, so She's probably not going to be in anything. I wouldn't like, okay, like she ain't going to be like Quantumania. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, like she's probably a pop up in something else along the way. It's just that that particular version, she's like, eh, I, 
I was good. Also, remember, it was weird to film that movie because they didn't ever meet each other, right? Like, most of them never stood in the same room with each other. It must have been so disorienting and weird just to be like, you want me to do what? Stand <laughs> like this. And that was like it. And then here's your wild amount of money. Now, until we need you for Secret Wars, go back and do whatever you do. The second time I rewatched that movie and I was able to register, like none of them were in the same room at the same time. Like it completely changes how you watch the yeah. Illuminati scene. Cause it's like, you can just tell they're all just like PNG cutouts standing in different parts of the scene. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I think like she, she can't not be in Secret Wars. I feel like obviously they're probably working out all of the red tape and the contracts for all of that now. But I feel like if they don't find a way to do like Steve, Sam, Peggy, everyone who's ever held a shield in the MCU or in the comics, if they're not all together at like one moment of Secret Wars, I will be shocked. So I feel I like she's back in some way. So I will watch her be in Thunderbolt. <laughs> oh god, that shield. Would be hilarious. Why not? Everyone, shield. everyone in that movie has a shield except for Ghost. So let's have fun with it. Make a full collection. Yeah. Well, bring back Susa. That's all I care about. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Asking important questions. Yes, and absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of people who um, are no longer in the MCU, um, as we all know, RDJ is no longer in the MCU because, you know, rest in peace, Tony Stark. But he has recently revealed what he misses about the MCU. And he was speaking to Deadline. And what he said was that what I miss most, being in the trenches with Kevin Feige throughout the beginning with Jon Favreau, it's like a beautiful dream now. The middle with Shane Black on Iron Man 3. We had just had Exton and shot it mostly in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was idyllic and subversive. In the end, when I realized I'd made so many close friends in the MCU cast and the Russo brothers helping me embrace Tony's arc. Um, the thing that jumped out for me that is that he mentioned Iron Man 3. I, I know that sounds awful, but that was like <laughs> my least favorite MCU movie. <laughs> and I'm my like, favorite Iron Man movie. Like, well, I mean, it's a great Christmas movie. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's on the rotation, but it's like not my favorite MCU movie. So I'm like, wow, that that was the favorite. Okay, cool. He got to do some acting in that movie, though. So That's I'm great. like, I feel like as a performer, that would be oh, probably yeah. what stuck out in my mind. Aside from Endgame, when you get like a good hearty death scene. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised as an actor that he dropped that one. I just love how poetic his answer was. Like, I feel like that's something like you need like the lines of that, like sync to a fan cam of like Tony footage or something oh like yes. it, feels so, it feels so beautiful and eloquent. And it, it's such a like more nuanced answer than I would have expected, which is just like, I liked the money and being Iron Man. Like, I, I'm glad that he had a more nuanced way of looking at it. Um, and then it's just funny because it's like we all are like he's obviously at the top of everybody's list for Secret Wars for coming back. So like the fact that he's, you know, at the point where he can say that he misses certain things. And like he in that same interview, he had a very long quote, way too long to read here. So I didn't include it, like talking about the whole Quentin Tarantino thing about whether or not actors or the characters are the stars themselves. So I'm glad that he's able to back away and kind of like look at the franchise differently. But I feel like we'll see him again at some point. Oh, yeah. We almost have to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we. I feel like if we don't, there's going to be a gaping hole of some fashion. With, just with the projects that are coming up, we have to have something. Other, there's going to be like a, something's missing or doesn't connect without him. I feel like. But I'm with you in terms of his answers just being so poetic. And now that he's mentioned, I, you know, it being idyllic and subversive, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch Iron Man three. It's the right I mean, season to do season. it. Yeah, it is exactly. The season. It is the season. It's like 15 movies down on the watch list, but now it's <laughs> moved up. 
Also, shout out to the chat for just talking about Justin Hammer now. Yes, <laughs> my people. <laughs> but yeah, Aaron. Oh, Aaron and Jamie, what do y'all think about what Danny said? Go ahead, Jay. Oh, I was just going to say that it. I agree with Nicole, and it's lovely, and uh, I, I agree. He's going to. I, you know, that was it. Aaron, the floor is yours. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> I I think that it's interesting that it's like all this stuff from like like earlier. It's granular in a way that I don't think outsiders could really address it. Um, I'm sure it, and it is comforting to hear, like, not just the money. Like, oh, man, mm-hmm. uh, man, I, I just, you know, being able to put a wing on the house every three years was really nice. Uh, <laughs> so that's interesting. But we also all know, at least uh, those, a lot of us, completely and utterly, none of us is fooled. He's going to have the least effective Secret Wars um, press tour <laughs> times ever because he's just going to be saying he's going to do the andrew garfield without even kind of the benefit without any of the like the the weird netting under you of those high wire act because we all think you're coming back man we all know like come on now well, hopefully he's smart enough not to make two oscar contenders that come out at the same time as <laughs> spider-man that was garfield's problem he was yeah. in so many good movies and had to get interviewed <laughs> Like I, I yeah. I've joked around that Tony like Tony McGuire was literally sitting like eating ice cream with his kid. <laughs> like he didn't have to do any of that. He was yeah. just sitting at the house, like, wow, you and Tom, y'all gotta go through it. I am just chilling. These like, I, I hope great. Downey just like goes and hides in the woods like after Secret Wars starts filming and before it comes out. Because it's like if he releases any project, even if it's like Doolittle 2 or something, and he has to go on a press tour or has to be seen in public, he's going to be asked about Secret oh, yeah. Wars. All so that like, STEM just, stuff, too. He can't yeah, do anything yeah. to help the children. None of that. Just Yeah, he can't like woods. try to save the planet while Secret Wars is filming. Mm-hmm. Don't because- do it. It's just going to ruin it. Um, and then you get those people that I made really mad this week that was like, stop asking these comic book actors about comic book projects. You guys, when they bring me uh, into a junket from comicbook.com, they know what questions I'm going to ask. Oh, Nobody at junkets are like, are like, uh, they. there are cases like, don't ask about this, but 99% of the time, we're allowed to ask these actors oh, yeah. these questions. Yeah. Like, chill out. If you want a, a very funny example of this, our beloved Brandon Davis just had an interview with James Cameron go up on the site and the first things out of his mouth have to do with the whole comic book thing without Brandon having to do anything because he knows what's about to happen. Yeah. Go go watch that. It's funny. They see us coming, they know. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely go watch that. Go watch it after the show. Don't don't leave the show and go watch it. Just just stay here because um, we're going to take a quick one minute break and then we're going to come back and we're going to have a little Q&A. We're going to answer audience questions. So if you're in the chat and you have any questions, feel free to add them and we might answer those as well. So stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
welcome back. Uh, we are going to do a little audience Q&A. I put out a call to action on Twitter and I got some very interesting questions related to Marvel and MCU stuff. Um, if you're in the chat and you have any other ones, you can drop them in there as well. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna get started. Now I get to talk way too much and hate the sound of my own voice <laughs> um, after okay. letting y'all take over the first half of the show. Um, so Evan Scarf asks, um, if you were Kevin Feige and you were to announce any new projects that haven't been announced yet, which ones would you choose and why? He then added a little thing about BD and Nova, but obviously we know his answer since he's not here. Um, Jamie, why don't you go first? I mean, like, what am I going to say? Not a Scarlet Witch trilogy? It, it's just the, the my answer. I can't, like, pretend I have anything else to say on this subject. Give the people what they want. Action movie star of the year. Uh, woman performer of the year. At the People's Choice Awards. She won. Come on. It's what we want. That's it. Aaron, what about you? I, I just, you know... I'm sitting at the end of the dock in my tattered gown, <laughs> waiting for them to announce freaking uh, Young Avengers Public <laughs> Crusade. Where, when it, one day, one day the ship will come back, bearing, bearing my bearing my family. Uh, go ahead, Nicole. Well, my my two things are kind of weird. Um, the first, I'm going to ask you the thing I know I can't have, which is a Namor solo movie, which oh. you all knew that was coming. Um, but the rights are apparently a nightmare, so I'm going to need someone to fix that so I get what I want, and I will do it by force if necessary. I'm here, I'm here for my man Namor. And the other thing is, this is going to be like really dumb, but like I really. I really want a Gambit movie now. Yes. And yes. like, and Jenna knows, I have been yes. covering Gambit from like way back with the Channing Tatum stuff. And like, we had a bet going if this movie ever happens, I'm going to have to dye my hair purple, which I went ahead and did anyway. <laughs> like, that became my whole personality for a while. And it's not even that I love Gambit so much. I just love it for him. And like, I need it. I need it. It needs to happen. I have become a Gambit fan through this coverage. God help me. So I need it. I absolutely need that to be announced. Make it happen, please. I completely agree. Like I, I have texted you periodically and been like, "Are we gonna ever dye our hair purple? Like, are we? Is the is the gambit bet ever gonna come to fruition?" I um, have, the, I have the specific gambit purple color already picked out and like in a file with my hairstylist. So the day this becomes a reality, <laughs> going in the second it's announced, I am calling her, and being like, "Clear the book. It's time." <laughs> and then I'll play like dramatic music and take a video. Yeah. Is anyone doing what I've requested and watching Willow? Not yet. No. Not okay. Yet. Well, get on it. But uh, when okay. I interviewed the actor who plays Borman, who's my favorite part of the show, I asked him, you know, that like kind of obligatory, like if you could play a, a, any hero, and he and he said uh, he said Gambit, and I was Ooh. like, so check it out, and then visualize uh, that. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, my answer for announced projects are She-Hulk season two, um, Gambit, because, yeah, I want Channing Tatum to finally get his due, and then a Squadron Supreme, like, 12-episode 12, 12 series. Um, that would be my dream. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, also the chat is asking, first and foremost, when we were doing Zaddy rankings, um, I did consider having us do that this like, today, but I figured we, we can only do so many rankings episodes in December, and that required way more production time than we had for this show, so it, it will happen eventually. It almost happened today, but I also didn't want BD to not be included, because I want to see what his answers are, because <laughs> yes. I think they're going to be absolutely unhinged. Like, we need thoroughly. that. Yeah, uh, so deeply, we need BD involved with that. That will happen at some point. Um, but yeah, so back to questions. Uh, Brentak Prime asks, and Nicole is going to love this question very much. Um, phase four was about grief, but largely about identity. Are there any theories for phase five? 
I mean, I don't think we're done with grief, to be perfectly honest, because um, heroes journeys in general always contain some element of grief. And also, and I'm, I'm still working on this piece, but grief is not a linear thing. You can get through all the phases and still all the way go back, especially, I mean, have we seen the trailer for Quantumania? There's going to be some grief and some trauma, guys. I mean, it's going to happen. And Guardians, um, too. <laughs> oh, God. Guardians is going to heal us. Guardians is going to be about healing and working forward and finding purpose. And I think that is where it's going to be in phase five. It's going to be about purpose. Cause I think we're going to see a lot of villains and a lot of threats and things that are coming. And for the heroes in particular, it's going to be about moving towards how do we solve this problem? How do we use what we've been through to, to do the next thing? Um, it's going to be the, the seven stages of grief includes one about moving beyond. And I think that's what phase the next phase is going to be, in my opinion. It's going to be moving beyond and like, how do we live with what we've experienced? And that's my best guess, but we're never going to move away from grief and trauma. We're never going to. It's just going to take a new form. I love that. I was going to say, like, in relation to that, I feel like just based on the projects that we know we're getting next year, I feel like there's a <clears throat> very common through line about like family of like either mm -hmm. found family or like your birth family and all of the different things that can come up with that. So I feel like at least for like the next year's worth of projects, that seems to be a commonality. But beyond that, I'm sure there will be other themes that will present themselves and we'll just Absolutely. see them as they start to come out. Yeah. But yeah, Jamie, Aaron, what do y'all think? Uh, I, I like Nicole's answer. I feel like we're like, it's the acceptance phase. Yes. Uh, like, I think that that's that's great. Yeah, like, what do you do now? What do you do now that you've been through it? How do you take these pieces and go on? And I think that's where we're at. And I'm pumped to see how they handle it. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, I'm trying to think about, so phase five is Quantum Mania, the Marvels, uh, Guardians Galaxy Volume 3, Daredevil, uh, Secret Invasion. What is, am I missing? Echo. Anything? Echo. Agatha. Agatha. And there's one thing. Thunder, is Thunderbolts the end of Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like either instability or or like legacy or like that that's going to be what mm -hmm. happens. Like, because we already got the grief and then like the cracks have already had their like foundations. And now, although there is building, there's going to be like uh, all the way up mm -hmm. throughout all of them. So I think that because, you know, stuff is going to hit the fan and Thunderbolts. Like we all kind of expect stuff to hit the hit the fan and thunderbolts in a major way david harbour basically underlining it for us like yo uh things are not chill um so yeah i think that's what we're headed towards for phase five with like a very like unexpectedly emotional slash kind of like what was that with ant-man and then bookended by stuff really going sideways and thunderbolts i think thunderbolts is also going to take on the idea of identity a lot. I mean, I know they mentioned identity was in phase four, but I don't feel identity was as strong in phase four as maybe um, there were certain uh, certain projects within it. It absolutely was huge. I mean, Loki in particular was like a feast about, you know, identity and self. Um, but I do think Thunderbolts, we're going to get a lot of that instability of like figuring your crap out and um, I'm here for it. I need Zemo in it. Come on. <laughs> well, so that ties into the next question that I have. Um, Mer Curdle, I'm totally butchering your username. I'm sorry. Did ask. I mean, I need to know when we see Zemo next. I joked in our our thread that this was Peter's burner account. <laughs> um, Peter, I feel like it, he has to somehow factor into Thunderbolts, but I could be wrong. If not, I feel like there's enough places for him to pop up, whether it's like Cat Four or something else. But it does feel like a crime that he's not actually included in Thunderbolts, as far as we know. I would love to see him in Secret Invasion too. 
I feel like he would have an absolute like, oh, there's more of this craziness going on. I, all right, let's let's go ahead and handle it. That would be fun. I love that because now I need him and Ben Mendelsohn in the scene together. I feel like oh the, cha- the chaos of that would be very, very good now that you put that in my head. I'll oh explode. My <laughs> I will actually explode like in a good way, but I need that. Damn. Damn what do you think? <laughs> I don't think we're done with Zemo. That's, I mean, mm. w- w- whether or not when, where, whatever, but I don't, I, I, Peter will get his dream come true. I believe he's just in the corner dancing like an NPC until, <laughs> until we need to background. Um, so speaking about when we will see other characters next, um, we got multiple questions about Kate Bishop, both Ryan reflects and Chumba wham bottomy asked, when do we expect to see Kate Bishop next? Um, and then one of those questions also said like, could she possibly in- possibly be in quantum mania and kind of set up young Avengers and stuff. Um, so what do we think about that? Where do we think we could see Kate Bishop next? Hmm. Hmm. A stumper. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about uh, it. Quantumania. I've been, I was just literally sitting, I'm going to be in the dock with Aaron, just waiting for young Avengers, hoping that yeah. she's in front of the mm-hmm. ship. Um, dang, I hadn't thought about where else she might show up. I like the Quantumania theory just because like her and Cassie, like yeah. that is kind of a fun dynamic. So that would be cool if that happened. I don't know. I feel like she's one of those characters that can just kind of like pop up anywhere and people will be happy to see her. So there's like no shortage of places. I mean, the obvious answer is Echo, but I don't think you have to wait that long. I feel like that she might really be in Quantumania in some strange way. I mean, I don't I don't know, you know. Like Kang just has a like a collection of all the Avengers from different timelines, and it's not our version of Kate, <laughs> but it's a different one. And then oh. she's sitting next to like Emily Dickinson. Oh my god! And she's having one of those like IKEA like display shelves where he just goes in and just like, <laughs> or like the, that weird Disney movie with um with the Return to Oz where the woman just has yeah. Heads. I feel like he has that like little miniature like characters, and so like we've got Kate sitting next to Emily Dickinson, and like just do to do to do playing with his Barbies. <laughs> out of my head now, and now now I had to put Margot Robbie in there because Barbie. And- yes. <laughs> Thank you. You've invaded my brain. Yes. <laughs> what I want is a Thunderbolt cameo that just shows that like Yelena leaves her house and shows that they live together. Uh, and then it's like bye. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm going to go write some fanfic after we're done with the show. And just manifest just come that. inside my brain. Before, before Kevin Feige can disappoint us and not include that. Um, yeah. And, and then, so speaking of other characters, um, Evans Larson's asked, uh, just out of curiosity, even though this isn't going to happen, do you think Deadpool could appear in Thunderbolt since the groups are all anti-heroes? It would be interesting to see him interact with that group. I definitely think that would be fun. I feel like if the story suited it, I feel like Ryan Reynolds would not say no to anything in the MCU. So I, I think it would be fun to see like him and David Harbour and Yelena and all of this group of people. But I don't think it's a guarantee, but it would definitely be cool. What do y'all think? I need Yelena annoyed by Deadpool. Yeah. I need that so bad. Yes. Maybe post credits or something. I don't know. But I just really want to see Yelena be really annoyed by Deadpool because I think she'd be like, what, what is this? <laughs> And then maybe they could bond over like spicy food or something. Like that could be great. Like have a shawarma scene, but it'd be like chimichangas or something. Oh. Get some sriracha in there. You know. What do y'all think? I I, I would I don't think that's gonna happen, but it, it would be cool. <laughs> um, but I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. But you know, who who knows what now? Anything's possible. Anything is possible. 
it's gonna get so hard to cover these things. Literally, <laughs> any, any, any person could be anything. Like yeah. I hadn't even thought about this, and I'm like, well, technically, yeah. I mean, we did the team thing already in Deadpool too, but like this would be a, a little bit more fun than that, considering I hope some of them survive. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like also, the, you have to put into consideration with this too. Ryan Reynolds is like so freaking busy. All the freaking time yeah. that you would have to sneak him in there and out because he can't be there more than a day because it's like, oh, the soccer club is playing a match, <laughs> you know? So who knows? Now I'm just imagining like Val going through her Rolodex of people she could recruit to Thunderbolts and just getting to Deadpool and be like, absolutely not. Like, no. Anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, even if it was just like some sort of acknowledgement like that, like that would be fine with me. But yeah, I feel like it could happen, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so. Fred, free distress. Oh my God, I'm butchering everybody's usernames. Um, asked, and so this was a common question, but two people asked this. Um, do you guys think that the MCU should start doing more things aside from the main timeline other than what if, or that they should just keep doing what they're doing? I feel like we could have a lot of content like the Spider-Man or Earth's Mightiest Heroes animations, but we end up in a 616 bubble. And then Benjo Music asked, do you guys think we'll see a movie set in a completely different universe, like start to finish and you don't know until the movie ends? Um, I think that would be really cool. I think it would have to be the right kind of story to really do it. Because obviously every single project that gets greenlit in the MCU, everyone immediately is like MCU connections and like cameos and all of that sort of stuff. So in order to create a story that could be presented as something in the MCU, but it, like in the main canon, but it really isn't, I feel like they would have to pick the right thing, but I think it would be cool. What do y'all think? I really like this question a lot. I like, cause I, I, I like the idea a lot. Uh, I think it would be cool. I also feel like eventually 15, 20 years from now, there's going to be some kind of reset where we do just end we do completely start a whole new uh, timeline. I think that that's like an, an inevitable down the line thing because I don't think they're ever going to stop making these movies. That no. seems like a crazy concept. Um, but like, you know, obviously with the freshman year, but that's kind of, we're all confused about that. Um, and, uh, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, if I can't bring it up, is it an episode of this podcast? Um, the, you know, it started out in the main timeline, but it eventually shifted. And, and that's kind of an interesting thing to think about. And uh, yeah, I, I think that would be really cool. I think we almost have to at some point because there's just so many stories within the general all things Marvel that they're leaving money on the table by not by not exploring some of those things. And I think there's some really cruel creative opportunities that maybe you don't get in 616. So I, I think that I think we will see it. I think it'll be a little further down the road, but I think we're going to see tendrils of that because they've already kind of started establishing pieces of it. Like you said, like, you know, we even the shield kind of went its own way and like, there are, we know there's a multiverse. So I feel like we're going to get it eventually. I just don't know how they're going to do it in a way that fits in and makes sense without overwhelming people. I think that's going to be the fine balance. But if there's one thing we've seen from Marvel Studios is they pull it off. So I think we'll see it. Aaron, what about you? I've been secretly waiting for this twist in one of these movies since Endgame. Like, for <laughs> real. Like, I, I was sitting there, like, as Eternals was going on, I'm like, is yeah. this thing going to end? And is it, like, a different Earth? And then you go and they go to the next planet and it's literally ours. Um, I still think we're actually going to get it, too. Wow. One of these things. I feel like this just is going to go through the entire thing like it's normal, you know? And then afterwards, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, that's not that's not where we were, you know? Because I feel like establishing Kang, it's easier if there's a hero from another place 
that's not played by Jake Gyllenhaal that <laughs> actually has dealt with this threat before and has had to, and has they had their you know their stuff rocked by a swole Jonathan Majors and can communicate the threat effectively, which is basically what happened with uh, Hulk in Infinity War. It's like, oh, we have to take this seriously. He got absolutely destroyed by a person we've never seen before. We instantly have stakes. So I'm still expecting it for sure. I mean, there is another Spider-Man universe, unfortunately, for you to go over there and look through, depending on how you look at it. Miles <laughs> is over there, but also Tom Hardy movies. And uh, what's the what's the, the one? Um, God, what's the one we all have been joking around about that's set in the 2000s? Madam Web. Madam Web, that's over there. Yeah. El Muerto's over yeah. there. It's a wonderful world of possibility over there, Sony. Go ahead. No, because like I, I agree with what, I, what everyone has basically said. I feel like part of what made Comic Secret War so effective was that there were so many different multiversal stories that were being told. And so then seeing all of it culminate together, like you, you felt the weight of all of these other universes dying. So I feel like at very least, if we could spend at least some time in another universe that isn't just, oh, here's Toby's universe, here's Andrew's universe, here's whatever. Like if we could actually build out some other part of the Marvel multiverse and then watch it crumble during Secret Wars, I feel like that would be very effective and very like harrowing for people to watch. So I hope it happens also because it's just there's so much like storytelling that they haven't touched yet that I feel like they could touch through that. Um, but yeah. And then Andy Dandy Mandy asks, do you guys think Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars will be anywhere as big as the Infinity War Endgame movies were? Uh, I know we've spoken about this in the past, but obviously with what we were just saying about the multiverse, it, it's always evolving. So what do y'all think? I mean, it's Kang. <laughs> Have y'all heard of Kang? Um, I think it will be. I don't know if like the anticipation level is going to get as crazy because we, we've had that peak. But it's also Kang. And like, I feel like every day I get a little more like a little more buzzy, a little more excited, especially, you know, we see Jonathan Majors and it's like the stuff coming out of like, what was it? C, C I'm going to say this wrong. CCXP. Like, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm like in for this. Like, and I, I feel like it's getting bigger every, and as somebody who like lives and breathes this universe on a literal daily basis, it's very easy to not be hyped. And like every single time I think about it, it's like, man, Kang. I'm getting really excited for Kang, guys. So I think I think we're going to reach those levels. I think it, it might look a little different, but I do think it's going to be as big on some level, depending on how they build to it. But I know in terms of anticipation, I'm starting to get those early feels. So I, I think we're going to get there. Oh, yeah. It's Kang. Uh, is, it, is it? So Infinity, I mean, like, that was like culmination, but like, isn't Kang Dynasty the first Avengers movie since Endgame? Yeah. It will have been years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It will have been years. There's no, <laughs> come on. I, I don't, I, I, it's so funny because the first one, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, who cares? Because, like, okay, they're going to get, they're going to get their stuff rocked by Jonathan Majors in this. And then uh, Secret War is going to be them putting it all back together. But, like, there hasn't been an Avengers movie in seven years. Who knows what shape our world will be in? People mm -hmm. will probably be looking for what it was like before in the before times. And then Secret Wars is just going to be a constant stream of, do you remember this thing for at least parts of it? Not all of it. It's not all going to be there. But you'd be a fool not to use a lot of the returns to get people back in their door for the for the finale of this this phase. So I I can't imagine it wouldn't be. I The level of people my age with young children who went to see Spider-Man uh, No Way Home 
who had not watched any of these things just because they heard that maybe Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were in it astounded me. It was it was really striking. And I was like, I cannot believe this. Like, you guys, like, this is going to be very hard for, like, non-comic people probably to pick up. And they were like, but, but Spider-Man. So <laughs> those two are going to be in it. Another billion dollars. Not dry. <laughs> If you get RDJ and Hugh Jackman in there and then yeah. the masses find out, yeah. then you might have a bigger hit than Endgame on your hands. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, you know, uh, and I think that I, what I'm hoping is that we won't know until we're seated. I yeah. really do not want another multiverse of madness situation where we know everything ahead of time, um, but it's going to be hard for them to keep those secret, secret wars. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Also, I just have to say for anyone who's listening in podcast form, they missed Jamie's very excellent face when Aaron was talking about majors rocking our world. That was just very, very good. Um, but yeah, I, I echo everything that's been said. I feel like for me, these two movies are going to be like, they they have this very weird potential that Infinity War and Endgame didn't, which was like Infinity War in particular excelled at like taking all of these disparate parts that we had been following for years and like threading the needle and like in uniting them together really for the first time. Whereas like, I feel like by the time we get to Kang Dynasty, there's more of that connectivity already, even if we aren't really seeing it. And so it's just going to be, and there's also just a wider swath of like weird stuff that we can potentially see in both of these movies. So I feel like they're both going to be different types of like events compared to um, Infinity War and Endgame, but I feel like the potential is definitely there. Um, and then kind of relating to that, uh, Nicola asks, what is our ultimate dream team up during this multiverse saga? I would love to see Jackman and Maguire meeting Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Kind of echoing what Jamie just said. So does anyone else have any other possible team ups that they'd love to see? My big dark horse thing, if they're going to steal anything from Hickman, I know everybody keeps like Dr. Doom, all the other crazy stuff that happens. It's delightful. Every single page of it is something sillier and more amazing. Next, I would really, really love if they everyone was so focused on the Hugh Jackman and McGuire and RDJ and Chris Evans being back. And they found some way to get Miles in there. And you had the Miles team up with the other three Spider-Men. And that was his big introduction to this whole thing. Would floor me. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if there's going to be a cheeseburger. But I like <laughs> I would like it. I love it. Uh, I want to see She-Hulk and Captain Marvel together because oh. it would piss off the worst people of the internet. Oh my and I, yes. and yes. that would make me really happy. Yes. I need nothing more than for that to happen. Yes. Oh man, yeah. Sign me up for that. Actually, sign me up for both of those. Like, I was yeah. on the Miles train, but then you mentioned that, and it will make a bunch of people angry, but I'm perfectly fine with them being angry. So, yes, let them soak in it. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you order the hot toy? Not yet. Oh, yeah, because I was going to address this because I know we had a whole thing on the show before about how there wasn't a She-Hulk hot toy. They have now fixed it. Brandon and I were texting last night. They, they're they making a She-Hulk hot toy. As soon as I can order it, I'm going to order it and then Yay. regret it immediately. Yeah. It looks good. I love it. And I love now that they put out the Daredevil because just the like for scale, just to see how much taller she is than him. It's just it's so good. I They, they really knocked it out of the park there. Um, I will say my dream team up. I've said this on the show and everyone laughs at me. Uh, ben Affleck Daredevil. Just bring him back. Put oh. him on in the same frame put him and jennifer garner as electra in the same frame <laughs> yes! as charlie cox and it would just like i that would personally make me so happy that and like bringing back james marsden as cyclops because he to me is like one of the highlights of the fox first i just oh, watched yeah. sonic 2 last weekend and i'm like this man is so delightful all the time like bring him back as cyclops and let him have a little bit more fun 
Um, but yeah, Tyman H2 asks, so after phase six ends, we will have the Infinity Saga and the Multiverse Saga. If each of you could pick, what big comic book event would you like to see the MCU tackle after phase six? Um, Everyone's stumped. I'm by his, I, wow. The things I want make no sense. And that's like, <laughs> it just, it's just like the, my like list of things I'd like to see in live action that legitimately don't make sense for where we are right now. Like for me personally, one of my favorite like stories in comics is like Phoenix End Song, Phoenix War Song, and we're not oh. there yet. But I would freaking kill to see that like in the cinematic universe. Like, please. So like that's what I would want, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it feels like an obvious answer, but I do feel like Avengers vs X Men is like inevitable. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, that, uh, and will be great, uh, and I'd love to see it, but like. But I hope that's a really far away. Yeah. I've, you got to earn that. But I do feel like we're not not going to do that. Yeah. And it's like the things that I want. It's like, it's like, again, mine is just it's too soon for what I want. So it's like it feels bad even suggesting. It. <laughs> <laughs> like we've had, we, we need some space and we need to do some building and things like that. But when we get it, I hope it is glorious. And we better get it. I agree with Jamie. I feel like a, like Avengers versus X-Men is inevitable. I feel like there's a way to kind of hard reset after Secret Wars and potentially dive into that story and still make it feel earned. Just based on what Kevin Feige said to BD at San Diego of like, you really want to wait till phase 10 for the X-Men. I feel like we'll get them sooner than later. And that could maybe be the way that we do it. But we'll and, if we, and if we do get them, all I really want is Namor and Emma Frost. Somehow, yes. Oh, some way. Yes. yes. That's all I need. All, all I, I need. need. Yeah. Yeah. My two favorites I together. I will... I will die. I will leave my body. You can have a memorial for me. It'll be fine. I will die the happiest <laughs> person if I get that in live action. Please. Aaron, what about you? Oh, man. So this will be after Secret Wars, right? Mm -hmm. We've shot a lot of the bullets that I would have like put after <laughs> Secret Wars in these two in these two phases. The phase coming up now and the one we just got out of. So I always wanted to see them do like House of M. Always wanted to see house M. Yeah, and I, it just doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. Um, and the other thing I would say probably is like something along the lines like Secret Empire, but I don't think I think the block is a little bit too hot. Uh, <laughs> Secret Empire at the current moment, we'll yeah. see. I we're, me and Jenna have been waiting for Serpent Society for <laughs> time immortal, and we will continue to wait. So. It's almost out of spite at this point. It's just like more to see if they can do it. Not even necessarily because I want it, just because of like the way that they rickrolled all of us at that presentation oh. <laughs> forever ago. God, what what a time! Um, and then our last question is from MCU underscore Kelly: Will Jail Cell Jim ever let us get Phase Zero merch? That is a very good question. I don't know the answer to it. I know we have stickers. I don't even have a sticker yet. Jamie has what? one on her water bottle, um, but so hopefully those will become more readily available sooner than later. Because I would even like to have one because that would be very cool. Um, but yeah, so that those were our questions. Uh, thank you guys to everyone who submitted those questions. Um, we're just going to kind of go around and share whatever else before we end the show. Jamie, you're at the top of the board. So uh, This week, I rewatched She-Hulk and the holiday special, which means I have officially seen every Phase 4 project at least twice, up to nine times, depending on what the project is. So I am ready for the rankings. Let's go. People are going to hate me, but I don't care. Uh, also, as always, please watch Willow, because no, I don't think anyone's watching it. Oh. <laughs> It's on my list, trust me. <laughs> and yeah, go watch go watch Jamie's Margot Robbie interview because she she did the Lord's work and it was a very great interview. 
Um, Nicole, do you have anything to leave the audience with? Anything to plug? Um, I'm just completely still obsessed with the holiday special. Like, I keep going back and rewatching it. And the, between that and the Guardians trailer, like, my entire Spotify playlist is now broken. Um, so I, I encourage everybody to dive into the music for that because it's a vibe. It really is. And it will make you feel so good this season. But yeah, all the holiday special all the time it's like the most joy that i've had in a holiday season in a long time that's that's pretty much all i've got this week for marvel stuff i love it aaron what about you um so it's at some like corner on twitter uh i'm trying to think back to anything else we did oh the sight and sound thing that jamie <laughs> brought to my attention that i did not know about because i am not cool and i did not spend enough time on any of these sites uh there are some good good cinema on them lists y'all i know that there's some of our favorites that not make it but there are things worth investigating over there. Also, I reviewed sort of season two on HBO Max for the site. I thought it was good. All the episodes aren't out yet. I don't think all of them are out till December 22nd, but it's fun if you like uh, hijinks and sitcom sort of stylings, but like more modern sitcom stylings, that's cool. So yeah, there we go. That's what I'm up to. Awesome. Um, so it's at Hey It's Jenalyn on social media. Um, as always, go read some comics. There are some really great ones this week. There's the final issue of The Variants, which is a Jessica Jones miniseries that is one of the best things Marvel has put out in recent memory. Like I will, I will stand by that. It is absolutely incredible. Um, but so yeah, there's that. There's like a lot of fun stuff happening in the Dark Crisis crossover. Like there's a, there's a lot of good comics to read. So definitely go read those. Um, and as Jamie mentioned, our rankings episode will be next week. Uh, get ready for chaos because there will be a lot of chaos. Of ranking all of our projects in phase four. Um, I'm still probably, I, as soon as I submit my rankings to Peter for him to make the graphic, I'm immediately going to regret how I put like the middle <laughs> portion. I, I know, I just know it's gonna happen. But so yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully that'll be a fun one. Um, so Aaron is at Summit Lee Cornet on social media. Jamie is at Jamie Cinematics. Nicole is Life in Polaroid. Um, don't forget to follow us at Phase Zero CB. Um, leave us a five-star review at the podcast platform of your choice. And if you ask a question in your review, we might read it on the show. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week for our very chaotic rankings episode. Mm -hmm.